Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And my friends, God, today is going to be a long show. You need to find a way to tie into it, and if you can't tie into the whole show and hear the whole argument on both sides, then you're going to need to hit the podcast up, because this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to argue both sides of an issue and uh, I'm going to argue both sides of it uh, from the point of view of one side is my historic uh, remembrance of things if that's even a word I don't even know if that is uh, my my historical viewpoint and the other side is that of someone that is a industrial expert a financial expert a banking expert uh, actually there's really two two lines of thought here and the topic we're ta discussing today is what's really going to happen is there going to be a real estate crash allowing us opportunities to buy good deals or not is that something that we're just wishing for that won't really happen now I'm going to take the side that it's going to happen and I'm going to argue my points as solidly as I can but I'm arguing against a guy that has more degrees and more letters after his name than I can I can even imagine. I mean, I hate to write the guy's name down because it takes about two feet to get all of his letters in there of the stuff he's graduated from. He's a banker. He's a real estate investor. He's an appraiser. Uh, he's done just about everything you can think of that would make him an expert in this field. And by all intents and purposes, he should have about 20,000 times more potential insight into what's going to happen in the next six to eight months than I should. But that only makes it more fun, right? That's the person you want to have an argument with. And when I say argue, by the way, it's not like fisticuff argument. This is just a debate. 
I love to debate people that are smarter than me, that are more educated than me, uh, because I learned something, right? So the debate that's coming up right now is I've just told everybody on the radio that, okay, I think it's time. I think things are going to start turning around. You're going to start seeing some buying opportunities in the future. And the counter to that argument is, no, you're probably not going to see that many buying opportunities into the future. And here are five very good reasons. And Was it five? One, two, three, four, five very good reasons why I don't think you will argument. So I've got to cover both of them. Now, I'm going to start with the arguments against why you're going to see it in the future. And I'm going to read you an article top heading, I'm sorry, headline that actually is going to support the argument that's being made against my position, while at the same time it supports the argument that I'm making, which doesn't make a lot of sense to you here the article. The article headline says, cash pours into distressed real estate funds as investors aim to play offense. Early in April, there were 939 commercial property funds globally raising money, a record, and they were targeting $297 billion worth of real estate they want to get their hands on. Wow. So is that an argument for or an argument against? Well, let's take a look at what the arguments against are. Obviously, it's an argument that there are people out there that are thinking the same thing I am. There's going to be some opportunities out there. So let's talk about the argument against. Argument against is, number one, lender's credit is much more stable than in 2008. By the way, five things that are different this time compared to 2008, okay? Uh, like I said, this guy's really smart and knows his stuff. He said, lender credit is much more stable. Subprime loans are not crushing lenders that are too big to fail. Lenders are lending money now. Uh, they didn't for nearly two years last time. Okay? So there's the argument. We're really not in any type of a problem at this point for lenders. Okay? You get that. Lenders are not in trouble yet. Okay? Next. There is a lot of equity, dry powder, ready to invest. The successors of Lehman's are alive and well. So just like the article said, there are people out there raising billions to get ready to come back after this real estate. So the argument would make sense that if that's the case, how could there be any really good deals? As soon as the market stops selling stuff at ridiculously high prices and comes back down to any kind of a normal enormousy, uh, as we might say, uh, then these people are going to jump on those deals and suck them up, and so there's not going to be a bottom. If somebody's losing the property uh, into foreclosure because they can't deal with it, these, these guys are going to suck it up. That's the way this thing is being drawn out here. Uh, in this argument, I understand that part of the argument, right? Uh, but I have a counter to it here in just a few minutes when I come back and go over my part of what I believe to be true. Next, pandemics end, are relatively short-lived, and have no political bias. They don't add health care taxes during a recession. Okay? So what this person is saying is the pandemic really isn't hurting the Republicans or the Democrats, either one. It's not political. And there's not going to be a bunch of new taxes thrown on because of it. Right? So I have to come back and argue that point. 
that there isn't something different going to happen, which I disagree with. I think there's going to be a lot of something different that's going to happen. The next one is eviction moratorium might actually help forestall the housing consolidation that occurred last time. The deadbeat tenant becomes a great tenant when they get a job and don't move in with their parents. Okay, concept. In 2008, people didn't have any jobs. 2008, didn't have any money. Um, you would think people had to live somewhere, but they didn't. What they did was they stacked up people in units. So you'd have grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, son and daughter, and their babies all living in the same place. Or you have brothers and brothers and sisters and friends and everybody living together, right? And uh, this was something called household consolidation, meaning there were less actually needed units out there uh, to go after. So in that case, um, you know, that it was, it was more devastating because people just wouldn't go back out and get themselves an apartment again. What he's saying is, which I don't agree with completely, is that people will immediately get a job. The pandemic's going to be over. It's going to turn the light switch back on. Everybody's okay. And it kind of feels that way. I mean, come on. I'm going to give this guy his due because he's a smart dude and the logic behind it makes sense. Doesn't it feel like <clears throat> in Texas here, I guess it's Friday, the light switch goes on. Now you have to ask yourself this question. Does it really all go back on? Or is it a dimmer switch? Does it go on a little bit at a time? And if so, what parts don't go on? And what are the secondary and tertiary effects of those not coming back on right away? We have to discuss all that when we come back uh, after the break, when I come back with my side of the argument. The next part is... Uh, the cap rates were 8% to 10%. Oh, but, okay, I'll come back to it. Then when cap rates were 8 to 10% in 2008, interest rates were 7 and 8. Now interest rates are 3 and 5 and falling, which is why Dr. Dotsauer and a host of others think cap rates will be dropping, not increasing over time. As cap rates drop, values go up. As cap rates go up, values go down. So what he's saying is, is that because interest rates are so low, and the argument here is there's no other place to put your money, you can't put it in CDs. You can't put it in bonds. There's no interest. There's no way to make money except in real estate, which is actually true. That is an argument that you can't get around that argument. There's no other place to put your money and make the kinds of returns that you're making in real estate. And so what's happened is, is that people for the last 10 years have looked at real estate as a safe haven. They've looked at it as a place where you just can't lose. No matter what you do, the values go up every year, the cap rates compress, interest rates go down, it's easier to buy, there's more capital available, and boom. It's almost like it was a no-brainer, impossible-to-fail investment. And so what people were doing is they were selling their real estate in what we call pro forma, and uh, had a laughed the other day. One of my uh, guys, J.B. Durham, sent me an email. He says, yeah, pro forma. What does that mean? It means I couldn't make this place do this, but you can. So selling, I'm selling it to you based on what you can do that I can't do. In other words, I couldn't make it that profitable, but I'm sure you can. And what do our egos say to ourselves? Well, of course I can. I'm better than you. I'm smarter than you. And I'm a good person. And I live down by the river in a van. <laughs> my God. The pro forma is buying stuff that didn't make sense. When we come back, I'm going to explain pro forma more and go back into my side of the argument. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show.
Del Wamsley explains how he found that speck of light that got him into the lifestyle. I had a guy who used to come into the health club every day and work out for four hours a day, sit in the jacuzzi, swim, play racquetball, was happy, looked great, tan all the time. And one day I just asked him, what do you do for a living? And he said, Del, I own real estate. Well, do you own real estate? Register for our live online free workshop and find out how you can get all the things you want out of life with passive income. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Brought to you by Lifestyles Unlimited. Del Wamsley talks about understanding the system. Guy told me the other day on the radio, he says, you know, I understand the system. They let the stock market go up to feed our ego to think we're getting somewhere, and then they crash it on us and take it all away. So now we're stuck. He says, I've lived through two of those cycles, so he started investing in real estate to get away from the cycle. Are you ready to break the cycle? Start investing in real estate today. Find out how. Join Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Here's Lifestyles Unlimited founder and CEO, self-made multimillionaire and national radio host, Del Wamsley, on getting the information you need to get through this. So you ask yourself, isn't this the wrong time to get out of the stock market? Very well could be, but maybe it might go down. And then you ask yourself, man, if I would have had some of that money, I could have used it. People are gonna be afraid. And the people who are in real estate that are losing money are gonna be afraid. And they're going to want to get out. And when they do, we're going to be able to go in and buy at very advantageous prices that are going to change our family's future, quite honestly. So you need information on how to do that. You need the knowledge of how to get through this. You need to get into Lifestyles right now. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our businesses and provide for our families. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 137. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're having a debate between myself and one of the smartest guys I know in real estate. And um, I'm not going to give out his name because the reality is is that he has a little bit of a prejudice in this argument. And that is, he's raising funds, capital for an investment he's trying to do, and he is also a part of the big banker conglomerate thinking tank. And the big banker conglomerate thinking tank believes this to be true. If, and this is what the government believes, this is what Trump believes, this is what the Democrats believe, if I yell my lie loud enough and long enough, people will believe it. And what is the lie they're yelling? That this is all going to be okay. 
that all the money, that $6 trillion that the government has put out there is going to be enough to keep us from going into recession, that there's not going to be any problems, uh, blah, 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 and that it's all going to be okay. And there's not going to be any recession. There's not going to be any loss in value in your assets. Uh, and that's basically the lie that I believe. I believe it to be a lie, misrepresentation, if you feel more comfortable with that. Or guess if you feel even more comfortable with that. Uh, I don't know which it is. I'm not a, an economist, and I'm not a brilliant guy, and I don't have you know degrees and doctor degrees, master's degrees, and real estate degrees, and this and I don't have any of that stuff. I just have 63 years of life, 33 of which I've been buying real estate and selling real estate, through which three recessions I've lived through. And I've just seen these things come and go, so I just have a different gut feel. Besides that, I'm also very much more conservative than most people out there. In fact, almost all of my friends are way more aggressive than I am. They're way, they take way more risks than I'm willing to take. In fact, if you told my friends tomorrow restaurants were open Friday, I guarantee you almost everybody I know will be out at a restaurant having dinner. And I'm the 63-year-old guy with high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, cholesterol problems. I'm that walking, just perfect target for this stuff to kill somebody, right? So I'm going like, eh, I don't know. Maybe there's people like me that don't think it's all that necessary to get back out there and start publicly drinking and publicly, and although I will tell you, I do miss a good night out at the steakhouse with my wife where we, and the funny part is, is you're going to miss that, the, the meal and so forth, but what you really miss is just the relaxation and the drinks, well-prepared drinks and so forth, but whatever, that's going to be people wanting to get back to that. But let's get back to the argument here. Let's talk about this. Why would these funds raise billions of dollars if there isn't something down the way could happen? And according to our argumentative person that's with us here today, in paper only, uh, they're saying it doesn't matter. It's not going to happen. Well, I'm going to change the theory a little bit. Let's talk about lenders have lender lending credit is much more stable. Subprime loans are not crushing lenders, and they're too big to fail. Lenders are lending money now and didn't for nearly two years. All right, let's break that down because that's three different statements. First of all, I don't think the recession has hit yet. And that is what I think is the real basis to undermine every argument that this person has made. The recession doesn't start the first month people don't have jobs. It doesn't start the second month they don't have jobs. The recession starts the month the government stops giving people money. And that is probably, what are we in now? We're in April, going into May. So April, May, June, it's got to be, you know, wait till June or July to decide if you think we're in a recession or not. Yeah, people will be back and there'll be jobs out there again. But what happens to everybody? I don't think the economy is a sponge. I don't think it sucks everybody back into it. Think of Obama. Obama was there for eight years and it took eight years to get unemployment down. I mean, unemployment, whatever it was, and I don't remember technically the exact number, but I know it was high, and it went down slowly, 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 slowly. And then when Trump came in, boom, went up really fast, or went down really fast. Trump believes he can do that again. What Trump doesn't understand, though, is that the infrastructure had been mending since 2008. He came at the top of the mend. Looks like a hero, right? And I'm not putting down what he did. I like what he did. I think what he did is what peaked it and got it there. But peaking isn't the same. 
it isn't the same. Let's take doing something like bodybuilding. In bodybuilding, you spend years building foundation. You build muscle, 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 muscle. That's like an asset base. You're building your assets, you're building your assets, you're building your assets, and then you want to get ready and you want to peak. When you peak, you start cutting back. You start getting rid of the stuff that doesn't make sense and keeping the stuff that does. We just cut $11,000 a month with advertising campaigns that didn't work. I mean, we're in radio stations and places people don't even listen to us. They go, Del Wamsley, who, what? What kind of stuff, junk is that? And, and so we cut those out because they did nothing. No one from those stations were interested in what we had to say. That's cutting, do you understand? And that's what bodybuilders do. They cut to get to the meat, to get to the quality of their business. And that's what's going on. When you get to the top, you can start cutting bad employees. You can start cutting bad marketing. You can start cutting bad locations of businesses. And you get stronger and stronger and stronger and more and more and more profit. Boom. But if tomorrow you lose 50 pounds of muscle, all of that stuff you've been doing doesn't make a difference. When I got cancer and I lost 50 pounds of muscle, it didn't matter what I used to be able to do. It didn't matter that I knew how to get in peak condition. Forget peak condition, I couldn't barely even walk. I couldn't lift my own body out of bed. When something destroys something physically at the bottom, bare nature, all that stuff you did when things were really great don't mean a lot, okay? Next, lenders have money now. And they didn't for nearly two years. Have you looked at what they want for lending practices in multifamily? They want you to put down not only 20, 25% down, but they want you to escrow a year's worth of, not just taxes and insurance, but mortgage payments. Are you insane? Do you know what that does to the leverage ability? you know what that does to the profitability of these deals? For them to make sense, prices have to come down just to hit these numbers. What we've been doing for the last 10 years is selling properties on pro forma. What does that mean? It means if I bought this property at the right price, a million, let's say, uh, I would make a 10% or an 8% return. But because the marketplace can't make 8% anywhere else, I'm going to sell it to you at a price that means you can only make 5%. And you're going to buy something that only makes 5% because pro forma says this property would be add the rents, cut the expenses, run it more effectively, will go up to 8%. And it would have gone up to 8% if our property taxes hadn't doubled last year. Some people had 200% insurance increases. So for two years, I've been screaming at the top of this market to people forever at every expo that I've been to for two years that this is going to end and that you've got to write these not as pro forma offers, but as real offers. And they say to me, but if you don't write pro forma, you won't buy anything. And I said, hmm, interesting thought. If you don't make a mistake, you won't buy anything. Golly, that's an interesting concept, right? But now they say it's not going to change? Are you out of your mind? These lenders don't want to take on more real estate with pro forma numbers when the world's about to crash. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm debating with a piece of paper that was produced by a very smart man about why he believes that there is not going to be a recession, that there is not going to be buying opportunities. And let me say, uh, as we go forward, the reason I'm not using the gentleman's name is because he is in the middle of raising capital. And uh, the large institutional people that are already in deals, there's a lot of people that are syndicators that are in deals right now, and people are buying into their deals, having a hard time filling out the rest of the capital. And the reason they are is because people are hearing me and other people, not just me, I'm just one person, but stating, how about this article, $297 billion is being raised to buy properties when they go down in value. So if you were in the middle of buying something at current market prices, would you not be offended if people were saying that tomorrow what you're buying today at current market prices might be not worth what you're paying for it today? And that would destroy their deal. And that's just, you know, may or may not even be true. They may have a deal that makes sense even in these conditions. But that's why I don't want to give the guy's name out. But I do want to respect him and say that he's got a lot of logic behind his arguments. And I'm just trying to show you the other side of the argument so you can make up your own mind, right? So the next one it says is pandemics end are relatively short-lived and have no political bias. They don't add health care taxes during a recession. I just don't agree with that. First of all, I don't think this pandemic's over. Uh, I think it's still going on. I mean, when hundreds of people are dying a day, you know, Texas has got like a total of 700 people die total. New York is losing 700 people a day. How do you call that over? I just, I don't see it. And maybe it's slowing down quite a bit, and that's good. But then you hear all these people screaming, especially the liberals, are screaming, well, what happens in wintertime? It's all going to come back again. And we don't know that to be the case either. But the fear of that, the scare of that might slow down people's willingness to get back out there. Uh, and get going. And the economy is going to have a drag on it. I'm not saying it's going to stop. I'm saying it's going to have a drag on it. But what I'm going to say to you now is that that drag is going to be compounded by a couple of different issues that I'm going to bring up. One, it's not easy to get mortgages right now. There's money out there, but it's not easy. They are pounding you to get a mortgage on a multifamily property right now. Okay? And that so that argument just doesn't hold any water in my books. I'm seeing people, and I'm going to consider buying properties all cash. Why? Because I don't want to go through all those, jump through those hoops. And by the time I've figured out deals before, where by the time you put in all those excess costs that the bank wants you to put in, you're cheaper to pay cash for the property. You actually will make more money with no leverage. And so I've done that before. I did it on a deal. I made more money on one deal than I've made in all my other deals added together because we paid cash to buy the thing. You know? And they wanted us to finance it. But after we financed it, it would have cost us a million dollars more with all the extra fees and costs and so on and so forth they wanted us to do. Is the pandemic going to end? Of course it's going to end sometime. 18 months from now they get a you know um, vaccine for it, then we go on down the road. But that's 18 months. I'm talking to you, what's going to happen to people's real estate when the tenants don't pay over the next three to six months? That's the argument I'm making. 
The next one is that the eviction moratorium might actually help forestall the household consolidation that occurred last time. On the surface, that makes sense. I get understand everybody's where they're at. They didn't leave. They didn't move out. So the hopes is, is if nobody left, they'll all just start paying rent again. However, the problem with that is they don't have any jobs. 30 percent, I don't, I'm making that up, it's 20-some percent unemployment. I don't know what it is exactly. I didn't look it up today. I should have. I guess it's so bad it doesn't even matter. What does it matter if it's 20, 25, or 30? It's just ridiculous. I mean, this is recessional unemployment. And to think that you're going to be able to turn the faucet back on, first of all, the supply systems, the supply chains have been disrupted now. You've got people saying we've got to close down food production pretty soon. That kind of stuff just isn't going to go away overnight, guys. And then you've got all the stuff. I'll give you an example. Because you can't go to the gym, everybody in the world bought dumbbells and barbells and weights. There are no weights lifting equipment anywhere in the country right now. There's no dumbbells. You can't order them online. There's no barbells and weights and plates and Olympic plates. You can't find them. And are they going to build them? No, they're not going to build them. There's nothing, nothing essential about barbells and dumbbells. And so they're just gone. Now, how long will it take before they start building those again? And then how long to get them into the supply chain? And then when they get them, all that happens, we all go back to the gym. And all that stuff that didn't get sold doesn't get sold. Just sits in the warehouse going, man, I already bought all this stupid gym equipment at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm not even using it. Boy, did I make a mistake. How many of those kind of mistakes are there going to be? Stuff that was purchased. I saw a funny cartoon the other day. It was a lady. I won't tell you what the lady looked like because that would be prejudiced. But she had a cart filled six to eight feet high with toilet paper at the grocery store return counter trying to return toilet paper. You just don't understand how screwed up this world is and the people in it, right? So the eviction moratorium is going to destroy us because we're already two months behind on evictions. By the time they open it back up in the end of May, you've got two or three months worth of evictions in the pipeline that have to be cleared before you can, you can go file right now. You won't get in for three months. So we've got people not paying rent and living there for already two months, now three months more. That's five to six months that a landlord has no rent and they can't get them out. Are you so stupid as to believe that doesn't hurt landlords? Are you that dumb to believe that people that have over-leveraged their property, that have massive, massive debt and massive expenses, when their income drops by 20 or 30 percent, that they are not going to go upside down and lose their property? Of course they are. And what these big funds are saying is they're not out there to buy property. They're going to go buy those notes. They're going to go buy up cash, whole parts of the industry, and suck it up. Now the question is, what are they going to buy? That's the next relative and relevant thing. Well, is it all going to come back to normal? Let me share with you some stories that I believe to be true. Number one. Office space. I've found out that I could live with one-third of the office space I need for over 100 employees. We work at home better than we work at office space. All we need is our seminar rooms and just a few reception areas and a few accounting offices, and that's all we've needed. We could, we could eliminate two-thirds of the real estate that we are renting from commercial real estate owners. Do you think I'm the only one that figured that out? 
heck no, it's happening everywhere. People are talking about all over the country. Let's talk about strip shopping centers going out of business. Let's talk about, oh, my God, what else is it that, that isn't going to be needed anymore, right? If they don't need office space, all that office space is going to go vacant. Boom. And they're going to be able to go in there and buy stuff that we can't buy. They're going to buy a $400 million office building for $300 million. So we're not going to feel that. They're going to suck money up on these big deals, right? There's all kinds of them. Grocery stores are going to go out of business. and then All different kinds. Think about Best Buy. I tried to buy something from Best Buy the other day. I couldn't even buy something from Best Buy. I mean, what are these stores going to do? We've already got Neiman, Neiman Marcus, which I always called needless markup. Them and other stores like them are going out of business. What is all that real estate going to do, right? Unbelievable. It's not coming back the way they thought it is. It's going to take some time, if at all, in some cases, right? Then you've got cap rates. When cap rates were 8 or 10 and interest rates were 7 or 8, then the cap rates fell to 3 to 5. Interest rates are now 3 and 5, which means cap rates have to be 3 to 5 or better. Uh, interest rates are low, and they are going to stay low because the government is going to live and die by zero interest position. And I say zero interest because it's really anything below 4% is really just giving money away. So money is going to be fluid. It's going to be cheap. I'm sorry, but I don't believe it's going to be fluid because I don't believe you'll be able to get these loans to make sense. Now, if the interest rates are low enough, maybe they will. But here's the next hammer, the next shoe that's going to fall, guys. Thousands. I'm going to, read, I'm going to say tens of thousands of loans have been made in the last five years that have an interest-only clause, that it's somewhere between one, three, five years, seven years, or 10 years, the loan starts to fully amortize, which means that the amount of the loan, let's see, on my loan right now, my interest is $40,000 a month, and my amortization is 23000 a month. So it goes up by about a third, if not more. Ooh, doggies. Property taxes went up 100%, insurance went up 200%, and now your mortgage goes up by 30%. You're telling me people aren't going to lose these properties? Come on. You're the smartest man I know. What are you not seeing about this situation? You think every single one of those deals are going to get sucked up? Take a short break, finish this debate when we come back. We'll be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show. Del Wamsley on Designing a Lifestyle. When I was younger, I decided that I was not going to live the life that the average person lived, which was to think I was going to work for the end of my life, save up enough money, and then when I'm old and gray and falling apart like I am now, try to buy my life back with a pile of money that I had. I said, no, I'm going to design a life and I'm going to live that life. That's it. Period. Are you ready to design your life? Learn how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about buying your way back from corporate America through real estate. A massive change in my life. My personal residence I lived in was a one-bedroom condo, cost 425 bucks a month. This covered it. My automobile car payment was only 300 and some dollars a month. This covered it. I was buying my way back from corporate America. I could feel it. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your way back from corporate America. 
Get in control. Get into our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Austin's Talk, 1370. Back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm arguing the debate between whether the, the economy will end up in a recession or it won't, if real estate values will go down or not. And uh, I've been arguing with a very intelligent man that has some really good points. I'm going to finalize my argument with this understanding. Guys, think about this. This recession hasn't even started yet. It's going to go little by little by little. There's an article that came out today. It's called Bargain with the Devil. Uh, Bill comes due to overextend Airbnb hosts. And it's going through this whole article. I might even do it again tomorrow. But the bottom line is, is that Airbnb people were buying four or $500,000 houses, renting them out with the belief they're going to make $7,000 a month. Now, they're making nothing. They're going broke. They're losing these houses in foreclosure, uh, losing their whole entire life savings because they didn't go and buy a little rent house that you know costs $100,000. They bought houses that cost seven, eight, nine, a million on places where people would want to visit. And boom, now all of a sudden it's gone. Hotels, that's the other one I said. You're going to be able to buy hotels cheap. You're going to be able to buy strip shopping centers cheap. You're going to be able to buy it commercial buildings cheap, these things just start to plummet. As they plummet, jobs are gone. As jobs are gone, there's less tenants. As there's less tenants, you're going to find the weaker operators in the real estate are going to start to succumb. Now, here's the next level you haven't even thought about yet that hasn't been in this argument. When I started buying real estate, as it started to go down in value, what did I do? I immediately lowered my rents because I had a lower basis, cost basis than everybody else. I lowered my rents and I stole all the tenants on that neighborhood. One of the properties I bought was 320 units. It was completely vacant in a neighborhood that had 3,500 units within that neighborhood. It was all condensed into one subdivision, uh, 11 apartment complexes. I went from vacant to completely full in 18 months. Three 320 tenants I stole from the other apartment complexes, and three of those apartment complexes went bankrupt. Yes, completely bankrupt because I stole all their tenants. Why? Because I could afford to offer lower rents. Right now, I don't hear anybody at Lifestyles talking about lowering rents. I don't hear anybody seeing that there's any pain that they can't keep the thing occupied enough to make their mortgage payment. Which means to me, we're not in the recession yet. We haven't even got there. We see people right now thinking, I'm going to make this thing. I'm going to make this thing. And most of us will because we're educated on how to get through these recessions, on what to do. We're good operators. It's not us I'm worried about. There are people out there that are going to lose it. We had a guy the other day lose a deal. He put together a deal that didn't make any sense. And right in the middle of the deal that didn't make any sense, boom, the recession hit or the, the pandemic hit. Banks changed his financing availability to him. You know, remember, financing is easy, according to this guy. They changed, locked him down, and boom, he couldn't close it. He lost 150000 bucks. Guys, this is out there. This is happening. It's going to happen. Each time it happens, that's what this is not, not in this argument over here on this piece of paper, is that each and every time something falls, somebody buys it. And when they buy it, they come back, and they are now a new competitor in the marketplace but with a lower basis to operate with. And with that lower basis, they're going to be able to hurt other people. As they hurt other people, the dominoes start to fall. And they will continue to fall. It starts with a $10, $20 a month rent decrease, 50, then 100, and that's when heads start to roll. None of that was in this argument right here. None of it seems like there's gonna be 
made any mention of there being any vacancy or any weakness in rents, just not even feeling it yet. So what I'm saying to you is the recession hasn't hit. It hasn't occurred. And so you need to be careful. Don't let people sell you properties at full market price right now because they will not be worth that. Now, will they in the future? Yes. In the future, everything in real estate goes up. It just has to. There's just a limited supply of it, and it's the only place you can make the kind of money we make. And as long as the tax advantages are in place where we can earn our money tax-free, we have an advantage right out of the box of whatever we earn dollar to dollar, we're a better rate of return. So, yes, real estate's still the best investment. What you need to do, if you want to take advantage of this opportunity that I'm talking about, you need to get into lifestyles and get educated today, now. So when this stuff happens, you're not the fool out there that's going to get taken. I'll tell you a story that I think is relevant. There's two guys, two hunters, bear hunters. And they're getting ready to go hunting for bear, and one guy's lacing up his hunting boots, and the other guy's lacing up his tennis shoes. And the guy with boots goes, what are you wearing tennis shoes for, to hunt bear? And the guy goes, because if we miss, I want to be able to run. And the guy goes, you can't outrun a bear. He goes, I know, but I can outrun you in those boots. My friend, we are entering the part of the world where the guy across the street has now become your competitor. They are going to steal your employees, and they are going to steal your your tenants, unless you understand the business motto. Best product, best price, best employees, best service. When you are the best business around, and only if you learn how to do it will you be, where the Lifestyles members have won the National Apartment Association Real Estate Investor of the Year Award 13 years in a row. Why? Because we're the best at what we do, and that is not a brag, that is a fact. And you need that type of education before you get started doing this stuff. Absolutely need to, because my argument is, I see a recession coming in the future. Don't even consider today a recession. Today is a vacation. We're sitting at home, we're enjoying ourselves, we're eating food, no one's starving, we all got gas, we all have food. This, my friends, is not a recession. But give it three to six months. And then we'll come back and we'll have this discussion again. And I may have to eat my words. There's no doubt I've done that in the past. But you know what? For 30 years, my executive vice president said she's seen me time and time again call it on the nose. And I'm calling it now. It's going to turn directions. Real estate is going to soften. Occupancy is going to soften. Rent increases are going to soften. And some people will not survive. But for the rest of us that are educated, trained, and ready to take advantage of that situation, it really is going to be an incredible opportunity. One that I took in 2008 that doubled or tripled my net worth. I think it tripled my net worth in just a few years. And so that, my friends, is not about just a little bit of money. It's about an incredible ever-expanding lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow.
listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.